This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've I spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of hey gordon another week another podcast how's it going Going really well, Doc. Uh, I think you know I'm really enjoying the uh, the caliber of uh, some of our guests we've had. I think we're really on a roll at the moment, uh, and, and a good role because there's been a lot of marketing emphasis. I think we've had our season of media data launches and number crunching, so I'm satiated <laughs> in that regard. But I'm really enjoying the, the marketing tonality, and I think that's that's very really reassuring for for me that you know that marketers have been. I, from my perspective, anyway, pretty silent for a while. And uh, it's really great to see marketers leading from the front um, in, in innovating new business solutions and that, which is, you know, the topic you're going to introduce uh, for today. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, I, think, you know, I guess coming off the back of the horrific two years, we've had a lot of people are now doing stuff and doing good stuff, great stuff, etc. And, you know, I, I mentioned to you that I'm judging the marketing awards again this year so we're going to get some of those guests on in the next few weeks as well both young talent under 35 rising stars as well as the top category the market of the year so you know much like last year so we're going to see uh and hear from them but i mean again today we've got two fantastic guests uh let me not take any more time uh but let me introduce firstly welcome wendy bergsteed uh group cmo for coronation fund managers wendy thanks very much for your time Thank you so much, Doug. Thank you so much, Gordon, for having me on your show. And 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 again, you know, I said a double header. Your partner today is Ahmed Tilly. Ahmed, well-known creative head, many different agencies, illustrious work, etc. Gone on your own two years ago, created a new a consultancy, creative consultancy number 10. Ahmed Tilly, thanks very much for your time. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I love the way you introduced me as Wendy's partner. I think that's you, you kind of nailed the essence, the essence of, of, of myself in this particular thing. So thank you very much for that introduction. And it's nice to be on your show. 
Yeah, thanks, Armin. And I think, Wendy, let's get straight into it. And I think we're going to talk about the piece of work that has done really well, uh, Ad of the Month, Orchid. And we're going to go into a bit of detail for our listeners. And then the second part, I think we want to chat about, Armin, the collaboration. You know, this the way you've broken the mold. Uh, you speak about the, the industry and the category having too much parity. Uh, you wanted to change the messaging, but not only the messaging, the way you did it in terms of bringing partners together. So let's get straight into the coronation piece of work that I, I, I don't want to give other brands publicity, but it's a throwback. And this I think I see it a nostalgic throwback to lifestyle ads of the 80s. <laughs> so let's talk about that, Wendy. Let's talk about your new piece of work. Yes. I mean, you know, this was something so exciting and I, it's something that I spoke about at the next chapter event. And, you know, we spoke about the importance of fresh consistencies and how um, we have to keep consumers on, on, on their toes, you know, by being freshly consistent. I think that in a, in a category where there's, that's riddled with parity uh, and misattribution, we just knew that we needed to do something different, Doug. And, we knew that we needed to reimagine the model that we had been applying to solving creative problems um, over the years. And that is when we really tapped into this relationship um, with Ahmed Tilly. Ahmed, we've, we've, we've observed his career from, you know, his days at First for Women, all of the amazing work he did for First for Women. I'm sure you can recall some of the really freshly consistent ads that he came up with for, for first for women and for Nando's. So when we discovered that Ahmed had tapped into the gig economy, as I like to call it, <laughs> um, we just, it was just irresistible to form a partnership with him. And, you know, we broke the conventional mold of just working with a traditional agency we just decided to put, you know, the most amazing brains, you know, in the country around a table and we allowed them to, to flesh out the ideas. And what we did was we, 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 we prioritized holding people's interest and also earning, uh, continuing to earn trust through, through our work by being empathetic. And I think, Wendy, just, I mean, I know the backstory and I think just for our listeners, I mean, your lead agency is Ogilvy. It's not a small agency. Now, to, to have somebody come in and take the lead with an agency. Now, we've all been around this game a little bit of time. You know, one of the big things I think that is for sure at ECD level uh, is ego. <laughs> you know, so let's just, Ahmed, let's bring you in. Talk about your consultancy and working with Ogilvy. You know, Wendy, I've had the benefit of hearing you telling the story, but I'd like to know the dynamics. You know, that first meeting of saying, hey, guys, guess what? I've got a little surprise for you. Uh, <laughs> so, Ahmed, please, if you could just take us through the dynamics, because for Gordon and I, you know, we've been chatting about it. Gordon will come in with media collaboration for a while, but it's easy to say the word. Hey, we must collaborate. You guys did it and did it very successfully. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I was, I was when Wendy first called me, I was a little surprised and I asked her all these questions. I wasn't quite sure where coronation was and, and in terms of agencies and the rest of it. And, and also, I was trying to uh, understand um, uh, my new role. Uh, you know, I historically, uh, my, my entire career has been within an agency. Um, so this partnership, but what attracted me to it was Wendy. Wendy said, "There's a, you know, we need to solve a problem," and she's putting people together. And I had to break out of my own conventional way of thinking, going, "Okay, this is a new way of doing something." And I thought that was 
that was great. Made me very uncomfortable uh, personally because, um, you know, I was now asked to work with a whole lot of people that I, I kind of knew from the industry. Some I knew personally, some I didn't. And then to suddenly you kind of put together this team. Uh, it was very uncomfortable for me. I think I told Wendy, Wendy, why don't you just give me a shot at this? Let me, let me try and work this alone. Yeah. Uh, and when it was no, she said something very important to me, uh, Wendy. I don't know if you remember, but she said, I really want to try and break the mold and I want to try something. Yeah, I just need you to help me try this thing out. And I was like, you know, this is this is very interesting. So I had to overcome all those mental obstacles of of like, you know, having to work with people I didn't know, um, having big reputations in the room, uh, uh, the obstacle of like, you know, imagining the egos that would be at, at play. Um, and I had to put all that aside and just go, okay, where well, there's a problem and put the problem in the middle of all of this and just try and approach it that way. And that was the first step. I mean, if you start thinking about all the reasons not to do something, you won't do anything as opposed to kind of just starting with one thing you need to solve and then taking it from there. And that's exactly how I approached it. And just in terms of the dynamics, because I've been, I've, I've led an agency before, you know, in Black River, in Black River, I, I essentially led that agency and I, I try to put, you know, I think trying to be empathetic going like if I were in these shoes, how would I react to it? And so based on what I imagine I would feel if I were in Ogilvy's shoes, I thought it would be quite uncomfortable, the first engagement. And I, I was completely surprised. Ogilvy were really gracious towards me. We, it felt like we had worked together, you know, on an ongoing basis. And I think that was really the, uh, and big ups to Ogilvy because, you know, their, their um, openness and um, uh, desire to make this thing work was like very tangible. Like I never felt anything was forced in it. And, and that was amazing because I believe that is true collaboration. They had, they had people, they had brains, they had resources that I didn't have. Um, you know, I came in with an idea that they didn't have. And essentially what we put in the middle of it again, I think that would be the theme, was the, the problem and the proposed solution around it. And, we, and then we went and further built this thing together, which was for me a little unexpected because of my, 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 my misconception of how any big agency would react yeah. to someone coming into the place. So I, yeah, I, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on a podcast and I know yeah. they're going to hear it. This yeah. is exactly, exactly how I felt. It was really, it was a really, really good true collaboration between Wendy and Janice and her team at Coronation, you know, myself as an outsider, Ogilvy as a lead agent and all the people around it. Honestly, that's how it really happened. And, and there were a few people even before the Ogilvy had jumped in that I was working with. So, so, you know, that collaboration actually extended even to other people beyond it. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, it gives me faith uh, in, in our industry and also I think in the way that things may start developing in the future. I was going to say, I mean, I think, I think there's lessons in there, you know, uh, as I mentioned uh, before we got going. I mean, my view is, is always through the media lens, and I think it, it's lessons on how to collaborate are built in there. I think these are universal lessons, not just lessons which are applicable to, to creative. And, and the principle is, is the outcome really, you know, the quality of the work and the outcome, the outcome for the client first, obviously, um, but the outcome for the agency as well. I mean, you know, the only reason I don't like, you know, Lionel Messi is he doesn't play for my football team. You know, <laughs> if, if, I'd love him to play for us and we can win. I, and I don't mind if I was playing next to him and he was scoring the goals, I, I wouldn't really care as long as I was in the winning team. I think, I think that's the principle of collaboration. I mean, egos are, are, are what they are in advertising. I mean, you know, the old adage, no greater desire is there than this that one person should change another person's copy. Um, and I think, you know, as long as you're sticking to, 
playing the, playing the ball, the big idea, the big outcome. I mean, collaboration is possible across disciplines. You, you ultimately on the same team, you want to have a win and scoring the big goal. You're talking orchids, I and mean, I'm sure campaigns like this uh, have. have bigger aspirations over and above what has been achieved for Wendy. Um, dog, uh, duck, you sorry, called you dog. That's a, you know, that's a, not a Freudian, that's just a genuine error, please. <laughs> doc. Um, no, Albert, you'll appreciate, before you get in there, as a, as, a cons, as a consultant now, you know, people say to me, do I call you doc? Do I call you prof? Do I call you Doug? You know what I say? Just call me. <laughs> yeah, just call me. No, don't call me Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to correct you on one thing, though. You talk about ads of the 80s. To my mind, I'm thinking about these classic ads uh, long before television. I mean, back in the days of what you know was called Biscope. I mean, these, these are ads or in, for me, the 60s and the 70s. And what's kind of intriguing, uh, we've mentioned in some of our recent shows, I've, I've just finished the, the Thinkbox TV Masters um, kind of online learning program, which was fascinating. And one of the things which was reinforced was the, was the power of audio cues. We think that everything in a TV commercial is about the, about the video cue. But for me... The audio cue was the thing which threw me back to, you know, going to Bioscope in the 60s and the 70s. That, that was the, the big learning for me from the creative point of view. Absolutely. And I think that music, Ahmed, you, you're the creative guy there. That music leads you in. And if you've seen those ads, you immediately have a throwback. And I think that's the hook, the power of sound. And then, of course, the visuals. I mean, I was looking for my passport because I wanted to go to all those places that you guys were showcasing. So, uh, so again, yeah, and, and I think just to get back to your earlier point, hopefully this is the new model, Wendy, that you guys have started. And I, I can only assume that you and Coronation are going to lead this sort of collaborative thinking going forward. Is, is that right? Absolutely. I think that, you know, it's, 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 it's about leaving egos at the door. And that's something that I've been preaching about, you know, since, since we started this collective. And I think that it's, it's, it's about encouraging um, ownership of ideas and collaboration. And I know that that's, it sounds, it sounds so cliche, but, you know, I just, it, it was just testament to the fact that Ogilvy took an idea that was, you know, that was concept, conceptualized by Ahmed and rolled out this idea and produced the most amazing radio. That creative team, you know, in, in, in Cooney and Tiffany, uh, Laura, all really talented young people who, you know, they took the ball and they ran with it and executed flawless work. And, you know, we, we talk, Gordon, about building these memory structures through all sorts of cues, you know, the audible cues um, that we've used. We, we haven't only used, um, you know, the, 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 the classic tracks from the 80s, but we, we also use our mnemonic uh, in a very consistent way. We also have a brand anthem that we use in a very consistent way. So just building all of those memory structures, being consistent with it throughout all of the work, all of all of those all of those things come into play into building um, uh, a brand and building this equity that we're trying so hard to to achieve. Yeah, and I think really, you know, you, you talk about things that I think for us we're familiar with the mnemonic and the brand anthem and the consistency. But I guess you know, often 
and, and I think one of the criticisms of, of, of the industry is that people look in and say, but it's easy. You know, it's just a great ad. You guys shot it on a few nice days and, and it looks pretty. Of course, that's the output. But they don't understand that there's lots of layers of subconscious hooks, as you say. And that's, Gordon, we've spoken at length about the science and the thinking behind construction of pieces of work, whether it's an ad, a radio piece, a whole campaign, an integrated campaign, whatever the case. And I think as an industry, you know, we also need to tell people, you know, part of behavioral economics, the psychology is you've got to show people you're working for them. And sometimes you've got to tell them how, because they don't know. They just think it's people falling asleep watching the Northern Lights, and that's quite cute. And and it's funny, and that won't happen to me. And I promise myself I'm going to start investing, if they even take that out. And hopefully they do take that out of the message. Wendy, let's talk about the message. I mean, for, for us, you know, we've done the prep, and, we, and it's clear for us, start now. You don't have time. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. The, you, you're creating a sense of concern and impatience of saying to people, you, you cannot sit like the industry would have told you forever and ever and invest one day. Yeah. So I think that that's, um, that's a, you know, that point is so pertinent because we're challenging a category convention of this languid, long, slow, you know, all, all very time-based um, uh, creative work. We really wanted to challenge the category and bring in urgency. So we wanted to bring in urgency in a thought-provoking way um, and also in, in, in a way that introduced empathy because we understand, we, are, we tapped into deep human insights that everyone really wants to live their best lives. And, and the fact that you could live your, you get to live your best life sooner, the sooner you start, you know, investing. And um, we found that it was a unique, uh, it was a unique territory in the category, um, you know, that Ahmed uncovered for us. Um, so just driving the urgency of investing, of starting today. Um, and, and I think Doug, it's a message for everyone. While we, you know, we play into the nostalgia of the creative, um, this message is for young and it's for old. And what we're finding, even in our initial research, is that it's resonating across the board. So even the ones that don't recognize the lifestyle tracks from, from, from the 80s, um, they're still resonating with the work. And the, the points landing, they want to invest and they're interested in investing I think it's now just a matter of, of, of educating them. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. What, what I find interesting uh, as well is, and you use the word uh, challenge, um, so much of what I see in the category, you know, offers the same challenge, but it seems to be on the negative side. You know, if you don't invest, then this is going to happen to you. You know, I'm not suggesting for one moment the category uh, is like pet insurance, but pet insurance is a pretty good example. If you do not invest now, your pet is going to die. Then you're going to be sitting on the couch with your husband, miserable and, and unhappy because you didn't take out pet insurance. Uh, so what I've enjoyed about this is the is the carrot approach. Um, it's, it's a challenging but you're challenging with the carrot because we all, as you say, want to live our best lives. I, I thought that was very refreshing. And what I enjoyed about it as well is um, if, if I think about sort of the, these wonderful Disney cartoons that, that kids watch, um, why they're so enjoyable for parents and grandparents is there's always that double entendre. You know, you're watching it on two levels. So I'm watching it on two levels. I'm watching it as my younger self. 
um, and I'm watching it as my older self, and I think it's a brilliant it's parallel crafting. On, on you know, it's almost like my two personas are meeting each other in that commercial, my young self and my old self. I love it. I think it's outstanding. Yeah, I think that the big thing for us was to was to have and communicate a brand promise, and the brand promise is your best life. It's the brand promise is that if you invest, you will be you. It'll enable you to live your best life. So it's about our brand purpose, what we stand for as a brand in the minds of consumers and how we infuse that fresh consistency into, into our brand essence. So it was so important for us to hang our hats on a promise and, and the promise is your best life. Yeah, Wendy, and I think, you know, you spoke about it's been well-received so far in early research in the market. Let's just talk internally, internal marketing. How's, uh, within the structures of coronation, how's it been received? So I was about to say that we we have an incredibly brave exco. We have an incredibly smart uh, bunch of, uh, of of people who sit on our exco, who um, who obviously don't suffer fools. And I think that they are incredibly intuitive. So when Ahmed pre- presented this work, and I mean we had been through it had taken us a long time to get to this point. We had been through iteration upon iteration. And, and I think that that's, you know, when we decided to form this non-conventional collective, um, they just knew that the work was right. So I think that we have an incredibly brave uh, 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 collective in our exco that signed, signed off the work. Because, I mean, ultimately, um, you know, that's, that's, that's who does the sign-off. So they believed in the work. And I think that um, even our board, the, the work's been well-received by our board, and, and well-received by South Africans. So I think a lot of first, you know, intuitively they knew that, that it would land. And I think that it, um, the work just reinforced the importance of investing. And I think that the message was clear uh, and single-minded. So, so it landed very well internally, Doug. Yeah. Thanks. That's great, Wendy. And I guess, you know, besides the internal landing, the next part, Ahmed, is the challenge for the follow-up piece, you know, and, and as part of that campaign. And that's always, I guess, you know, that's the thing with doing a really great piece of work is, you know, you, you sit and you look and you say to yourself, then, you know, once the euphoria, you, you start worrying about the next piece and not just the creative piece, but the business piece that comes from it. So, Ahmed, I mean, I guess your collaboration, I'm, I'm asking, is it going to continue with, with Coronation uh, into the future? Yes, yes, it is. So, uh, Wendy Wendy and I have spoken about that and we've kind of formalized that. So, I'm very excited about the fact because I think not just my engagement with Coronation, but I think uh, just tapping into the creative aspect of it also, um, you know, I think I think I think that's uh, I guess globally, but so in South Africa, I've, I've experienced is that brands tend to uh, the, um, um, or, or companies kind of get bored of their own work in a, in a sense, and then we shift and change too often. And consistency, and, and Wendy spoke about freshly consistent, and also you know consistent uh, freshness is so important. Now, all the brands that I've worked on, you know, they, everyone expects the silver bullet, but what you what you, you know, that's that doesn't that doesn't happen. You take any of the great brands. If you look at Coca-Cola, over hundred over hundred years it took to build that brand. Um, you know, Apple, all the great brands, Nike, all of them. And it's that consistency, or the freshly consistent. I like that term that Wendy's coined. But that's what it requires. So it, it actually, you know, this is only the beginning of a journey. Yes, it's very. Um, it does make me a little anxious because what you you've got to be able to do is, you know, just improve from it. 
and improve from here over the long term is when you know the brand will really net the results. I think that's quite a critical thing. I've seen quick results and instant results in some of my brands that I've worked on before, but you know that that can be a very short-lived success. So when we're talking about brands and, and brands in particular, not businesses, brands require that that tone, that message, and that uh, freshness over a long period of time for people to always connect those those good things that we aim to achieve with a particular brand. And I think often brands jump off that that vehicle too soon, uh, for whatever reason. Sometimes you have different management coming in, you have a different agency coming in, everyone wants to kind of impress their, their version of it on, onto things. And, and I think what's, what's really great that, you know, when he's asked me to stay on, in, on on coronation is hopefully I'll be able to see this sort of uh, build from this point on onwards, moving forward into a place where the brand will be so strong in its competitor set and that everybody understands the brand, loves the brand, and the business results come. And that's the bottom line. The business results won't come in the short term. That's not how it works. You'll get uh, brand recall and those kinds of things happen in the short term. But when you can constantly start building, consistently build it, but the business results actually come. And if you think about long-term investment, you know, you're not talking about a, a spontaneous purchase. You're talking about a consistency, a discipline, an ongoing thing, and a, and, and a repertoire that when someone does think about investing, that coronation comes to mind immediately. That happens over the long term. So I'm, I'm excited about that and equally nervous about it because we've got a creative, a creative standard. I think we've set here that we, you know, we have to continue. And, and, and make better. And I learned that also from brands like Nando's and First Form. It's like, you know, once you do a great campaign, uh, all it does is sets the benchmark and now you've got to do better and better and, 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 and you have to do that for years. And on First Woman and on Nando's, you know, as a, as a collective, we did that over a 12, 13-year period with those clients when I was working on them. And that's when you actually start seeing results. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I think Coronation is well set. Coronation has got 20 years behind them, but I'm more excited about the 20 years ahead. I love the phrase uh, that you mentioned there, Ahmed, uh, Wendy's phrase, freshly consistent. I think that's, that's a really brilliant uh, summation of, of, the, of the challenge. And I mean, I think, um, you know, Nando's is a marvelous example of freshly consistent. You know, they've, they've stayed in the frame, but every week there's something new and, and exciting. So I think it's a brilliant illustration of the thought process. From the media perspective, what I find interesting is here we are, in a world which two years ago was telling us, you know, television was dead, it was all going to be digital. Here we are talking about the power of, of, of a TV commercial to launch multiple kind of facets and multiple angles. And I think it's very, very reassuring for the industry. The a stat I mentioned uh, a couple of podcasts back, which blew my mind, is the number one spender in traditional media globally now is Amazon. So the one company that you would think wouldn't require traditional media is now realizing the power of, of television. So I, th I think developments like this will be bringing the creative discussion back to traditional media. Yes, they'll be feed off it into the digital space. is is a fabulous development for the industry and, and, and brilliant news for young creative people. Uh, and uh, Doug, before we wrap up, there was a young creative people. I think uh, Wendy and Coronation were involved in, in Napster's conference uh, as sponsors, which was directed at young creative people and, and the next chapter. Um, so maybe we, we should just quickly cover that off before we lose Wendy. We saw that as a huge opportunity. They are future market, Gordon. And I think that, you know, Seth Godin always says, um, you know, we don't don't market for the masses. He he always talks about preaching to the choir. He says, preach to the choir because the choir will listen and they will tell their friends. 
So when you want ideas to ignite and you want to show, you want ideas to be shared, you need to actually tell the influencers. And those are the people that we had in the room. We, we, it was like, it was an influencer event um, for up and coming, you know, talented, creative people who are mainly independent and freelancers. So, so that was the thinking behind it is we, through Napster's event and the next chapter, we were basically preaching to the choir. So, so, so that's why we did it. And I think it was a huge success. Yeah, it was, Wendy. You know, I had the, the benefit of, of chatting uh, along with yourself and Ahmed and a great panel of people uh, around a host of topics. And, and it was in both the Cape Town chapter as well as Johannesburg uh, was, was well attended. And, young, and Gordon, you know, you and I have chatted offline just about, you know, some of the questions, you know, young people are asking and, and, and concerned. And I think, you know, all the speakers, I think, addressed in their own way. Some of those concerns about starting now, whatever it is in your case, Wendy, it's about investing, uh, you know, for, for, for tomorrow. And, and, and whether that's investing in your career, upskilling, uh, investing in finances, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so that's great. Wendy Ahmed, as we're moving towards the end, just a little bit of advice from you. If you look at young people, Gordon's talking about the toothless owners watching the Disney. If you look at your younger self, or for that matter, a young person coming through saying, you know, uh, let's start with you, Ahmed, if you don't mind, we'll end with you, Wendy. Ahmed, I look at your career, people are saying, how do I get into this game? What do I need to do? Oh, yeah, it's, it's maybe, maybe it's because I'm getting on now. I'm starting to think a lot about these things <laughs> retrospectively and, and kind of looking back and going, how do you get here? And I, I think younger people are approaching me also asking me the same thing. Um, you, you know what? What's interesting is that when you start your career and everyone has dreams and ambition, um, but really the one thing I tell young people is, because I'm a little old school in that sense, is that in this particular career, which is sort of creative, and I think I mentioned it in Napster's, at Napster's event also, is firstly, hard, hard work and, and tenure is quite important, right? So it's a, it's a given. And I think, I know we know a generation that want things really quickly. And, and I love the fact that they're impatient. Um, but but I, I, when I look back, I go, the, the hard work was really important as a learning curve, not as a, um, you know, as a requirement that everybody does the same as our predecessors. It was actually the, 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 the long hours and the, and the, and the sweat and the hard work and the blood, sweat and tears really is the learning curve. And the more you do of that, the sharper your curve. So the, f the first thing I always like to tell people, young people get into creative because, you know, um, it sounds like it is a cliche, but, but we, don't, we don't keep office hours in the sense that when you are crafting an idea, you know, that doesn't stop. You don't stop thinking about an idea when, you know, five o'clock checks in. So, so be prepared to put in the, the hours to learn. And even the conceptualizing is a learning process in terms of how to get to that idea and, and surrounding yourself with people that because you learn from seeing other people do. So that's the one thing. And the other thing, which was a very difficult thing for me to say at NAPS's conference to the young people, but was, you know, you, there has to be, there has to be a, uh, an inclination and a, and a, and a talent for, for creativity. Otherwise, everyone has creative in them, but the, the, to, to be able to excel is how you move ahead. And, and that's a that's a very difficult inter internalized pressure and self-imposed pressure to be better and better than everyone around you um, and to better to, be, to better yourself. So, you know, that's another thing that I say that that you can put in the hard work and you can love 
the business of creativity, but also just like the soccer analogy that was spoken about uh, earlier, you've got to also be ex- ex- excellent in your skill and your art for you to kind of move forward and get noticed and be able to kind of develop your career. So the second thing is, it's not it's not a tip, but it's also a, a, a bit of a reality check to go, you know, you can improve yourself 100%, but there's a point where, you know, you're going to be surrounded by people who will, who really are amazing. So you've got to have that that ability, that ability. And then the last thing is the love. Like you've got to love this thing. You cannot become cynical about an industry. I've been in there 25 years and I've loved and hated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I'm glad that I was never indifferent about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for me, even hating is loving in a way because you hate the way things shouldn't be. Yeah. Or you hate the way things should not, you know. Um, and, and so that has kind of driven me as I've moved up is, this, this constant desire to make something better, whether it's an ad, a campaign, an agency, or an industry. And so, so the last point that for young people is like, you have to be obsessed and in love with what you do, uh, you know, for you to do it well enough. And, and those, are the, those are the three things from, from my side. Thanks very much, Omid. Wendy, just closing comments from your side, advice to somebody young coming into the game? Yeah, you know, I think harping on the freshly consistent, if you look at what the opposite of freshly consistent is, is consistently fresh. And I'm saying do not be consistently fresh because changing your freshness too often, too soon means that you will never be remembered. And I spoke about the fact that we have how many 58 million people in our country. I I say to young people, Find, find that one thing that sets you apart, you know, hone in on what your true talent is, find that true talent, find that true passion, that obsession, and stick to it and be damn good at it, you know, and, 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 and when you reinvent yourself, you know, you reinvent yourself using the right traits, the right attributes, without changing the essence of who you are. So, so those, those the, the principles that we apply to our brands with being, you know, freshly consistent, I think apply to yourself. Find out what you're good at and stick to it and be just be damn good at it. Great. Yeah, I, love the, I love the, uh, the comments there. I mean, indifference is not an option. You know, I mean, I've been in this, this industry since the 70s and uh, it's it really indifference. And I, I, I've been through Ahmed's journey. Sometimes I hate it. Sometimes I love it. But, but I cannot bring myself to the point of indifference. And I think that's a magical observation. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Just a reminder, of course, to the listeners out there on the Doc and Guru podcast, the Doc is the young guy on the show. So he's my young, he's my young not, guy. Not by much, Gordon. Not when I wake up in the morning. Something is always sore. <laughs> like a toy boy last week in that Gilbert Raver King yellow jacket of yours. And those green, green shoes. Trying to buy, trying to buy funkiness. Uh, Ahmed will tell you, you know, that he was saying the other day he took his kid as a young kid, and, and every guy wants to be Messi and Ronaldo. Every year is sometimes you got to get to the reality that you're going to be an okay player, but you're not really going to play in the Europa League or, or for that matter, you were uh, the, the Champions League. Guys, we're running out of time. So from our side, I wasn't going to play in that league, but at least I look a little cool. You know what I mean? So I buy something. Wendy, I just buy, <laughs> buy a bit of coolness. You know what I mean? Coolness by association. <laughs> Wendy, Ahmed, thanks very much for your time. We really, really, really appreciate it. Our listeners, get onto Coronation site. Look at the work. Appreciate the work. Also appreciate where you are financially uh, and, and look at investing today. 
don't wait until tomorrow because, uh, you know, maybe tomorrow is just too late. Gordon, from our side, I'm going to leave you to close out, but thanks very much. We'll catch everybody next week. Yeah, once again, thanks to Wendy and Arm. It's so, so great to, to have you on the show, folks. Um, and great, great to be talking about uh, great ads again, you know, rather than industry issues all the time. So nice to be back at the dining table talking about the food on the table, you know, not who, who prepared it in the kitchen. Um, so fabulous, uh, guys. Uh, thank you for, for it. And to the listeners out there, let's, let's keep talking, guys. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.